The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The volume. Hey you, listen up. The NFL season is rolling right along, and DraftKings, as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is bringing you all the action and all the best deals. Look me in the eye. If you somehow have not signed up for DraftKings yet, well, I got a great deal for you. Download the app, use the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, and when you bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly what you can then go play with but t-bob i love snaps i love you and i've already signed up well guess what DraftKings is taking care of all their customers throughout spooky season as you get game day sweeteners the entire month of october so whether you're new whether you've been around here for a while DraftKings is the most fun place to play it's taking care of you again if you're signing up for the first time promo code t-bob $5 NFL bet nets you $200 in bonus bets instantly. So let's have some fun watching the games this spooky season. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Y'all welcome. I'm sorry. That's like an awful start to the show for me, but I, I got mm. distracted by the chat because people are asking seriously important questions. Lord of the Rings or a song of ice and fire. Lord of the Rings. Oh. So I do love both. 
would you, if you had, would you rather live in Westeros, Star Wars, or Star Trek? Uh, Star Trek, obviously, right? Uh, it's like the ideal future where like food shortages and everything else have been solved. Grilled cheese or PB and J? Grilled cheese. Uh, pineapple and pizza? No, thank you. But I don't hate it. Uh, have aliens visited visit Earth yet? No, they have not. Oof. Okay. Now that that's out of the way, we can finally begin the college football show that we do. Aaron Murray, what's up, man? You got the fresh fuckboy mm. fade, which means it's going to be a great Monday in which you piss me off concerning your top 10 rankings. What's up, yep. dude? Oh, man. I mean, we I was just getting the haircut. I'm feeling good. Getting like the, the scalp massage during the haircut. All is well in the world. And I get in my car and there's like 50 messages. I'm like, what the hell did I miss? And Brock Bowers injury, which we will touch on in this mm. show. Uh, who needs to step up? What does this mean for Georgia and their chances of back-to-back-to-back of -to -back -to -back national championships? All that on today's show. So appreciate you guys joining in. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a Monday to get 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 it going on snaps. I am T-Bob Aber. If you're listening to this on podcast, thank you. Please, youtube.com slash at volume zap, sub, sub, sub. We're losing a little momentum here. The push to 7K is taking a little longer than we want, but we're going to keep going, keep sharing it with your friends. Road to 7K rolling right along. Uh, shout out Turner Young, our resident UW fan up in here. Uh, throw them dubs up, Aaron. Huskies on top. We'll get to that as well. And uh, Benjamin Church says, I just want to know which Blood Bowl team T Bob rolls I'm betting orcs. Actually, yeah, the one year I played in a serious Blood Bowl league here in Baton Rouge, 32 people in the league made the championship. I did indeed roll orcs. Uh, I'm more of a bashy guy, Benjamin. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get into it uh greg your voice sounds much better today uh, we struggle man i need a, a bye bit. week it does sound better I need, a lip. I need i need a bye week i need one um my problem was this time this normally i don't do anything on friday because i know what i got coming up saturday this time i finagled my way into some concert next thing you know i'm drinking like 20 i think it was like bush lights maybe is what I was drinking. And look, I've rediscovered my love of domestic light beer this last year, but that was a rough way to start off Friday and the rest of the weekend. All right, let's get into it. Nick, that's a great question. We're going to do this during um, kind of this conversation. We're going to talk Brock Bowers. We're going to talk Colorado, which we didn't get into on Sunday because we had a limited schedule. Uh, we'll talk about the Aggies moving on from Jimbo, a seemingly endless conversation that we repeat every day. But I got some new, I, I got new information for you that's going to make it worth it. Uh, quick hitter on UNC, and then our snaps top ten. All right, Aaron, mm -hmm. Brett McMurphy tweets: Brock Bowers will undergo ankle surgery, likely missing remainder of season. UGA off this week, then face Florida. Now. Graham Coffey of Dog Central, uh, he had a long tweet in which he screenshotted a post from the website. Uh, so, you know, Georgia Insider mm -hmm. says uh, tightrope <laughs> was recommended. Remember, that's the thing for the high ankle sprains where they, yep. they you can come back much quicker on them and it heals them. It's a two of very famously did it back in nineteen and everything else. Tightrope was recommended. Uh, Brocker's camp saying Bowers camp saying they're going to get a second opinion and then decide what to do on. Tuesday, uh, coffee closes the post saying source says, quote, he's exactly like Chubb was Brock and his family have already decided he's going to do whatever option will let him get back on the field. The fastest, all he oh, wants boy. to do is play football for the university of Georgia. Mm. That could absolutely, that could absolutely be true. Feels a little self-serving coming from dog central, 
Aaron, what is the latest that you've heard on Brock Bowers? Yeah, that that listen, it, it's it's could be out the remainder of the regular season because I know a lot of people are upset about mm. the McMurphy tweet of saying, "Oh my God, it's not up for the entire season." It's just, so that, that's what I'm hearing. Three to six weeks is usually the time frame, which would be out until possibly the SEC championship game. And and if Georgia does make the playoffs, he should be back. If that's the case, fully healthy for for a, a two game stretch to win another national championship. So. That's kind of the timetable that I'm working with right now from, from what I'm hearing. And, 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 you know, the way that he could possibly heal, he is Superman, for goodness sakes. Maybe he's even back before that. I don't know. But I think Georgia, hey, based hey, on the nope. schedule. So back later than that, you know? I mean, it could go it could both. Be true. It could be true. You never know these things. Like sprains and the, re, surgery, no surgery, it's always a tricky thing. And I look at the schedule, too. And they kind of did this with Ladd. And, and I don't know the extent of Ladd McConkey's injury, but Ladd kind of slowly worked his way back into the lineup. And I think they looked at it and said, you know what? Do we need Ladd versus Ball State and South Carolina and UAB and Auburn? Well, they somewhat need him versus Auburn. Not really. So like, let's let's bring him back slowly. I think Georgia looks at their schedule right now and kind of has the same feeling. Like, yeah, Missouri's a great story this year. Yeah, Ole Miss has looked good at times. Tennessee, eh, eh. You know, like, do we necessarily need Brock to win those games? You really don't need him. Would it be great to have him? Hell yeah, he's the best. He's the best weapon in, in, in college football. He 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 forces defenses to declare certain things that give a quarterback an advantage, give Mike Bobo an advantage. But do you need him to win those games? Probably not. So am I going to hold him off to maybe Georgia faces LSU in the SEC championship game? I would think so. So I think that if it is a a tightrope surgery. That's kind of the timeline that I would most likely anticipate, but not a doctor. We'll see what the second opinion says. Greg Lamont says, uh, Mizzou beats Georgia by two touchdowns. Mm-mm. You're not even making the SEC. I mean, Mizzou made a statement against Kentucky this weekend. I, I know we don't have it anywhere in the rundown today, and we don't have it anywhere to talk about really on the, or we didn't talk about it on Sunday, but that Kentucky Missouri game was kind of insane. Like Kentucky's mm-hmm. at home at night. They jump out to a 14 to zero lead. Uh, M- Mizzou's just playing awful at the beginning and dominated on the line, giving up 10 yard carry, turning the ball over. And then all of a sudden they said no more yep. and they end up winning that game. Big dude. Big. And it's with Luther Burton into the game with two catches for 15 yards. Like Brady Cook didn't even have overwhelming stats. Mm-hmm. This Mizzou team is pretty frisky. It's a good football team. It's a good it's starting to call him Eli Drink Riz. I would I would magic with him right now. Whoever had the question in the chat of, of who am I more concerned about on the schedule for Georgia going forward without Brock Bowers, it would still be Ole Miss. Because yeah, Ole Miss, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss is a team that 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 can score points. And that's always something that has concerned me with Georgia. It's been the big concern for two years. If you do face a team that can that can put up 35 plus points, maybe you know, flirt in the 40s, you know, can you go? you know, toe to toe with those teams. And, and last year they found a way to squeak it out versus Ohio state, but like, that's a, that's always a type of game that will concern you, especially when you don't have your best weapon on offense. Like I'm circling that one. Luckily two of those games are in, in Sanford stadium. Um, but it's going to be a tough four game stretch. Like imagine that. How are all of your end of the season games at home as well? If all the beginning no, Tennessee's were. on the road, like Tennessee's LSU road. was on. I, oh, okay, wow, yeah. exactly. Thank you for proving my point. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that one game's on the road. And we have to go seven, to seven, Bobby Dodd. And people seven, say, look, when you seven go to home Bobby games, Dodd, you don't come out alive. Seven home games, four away games, and then one neutral site game. That's a oh, hell of a I schedule. Do, I do a hell of a one schedule. home to away ratio? What happened? Yeah. Um, uh, look, here's the deal, man. And look, many of y'all talk shit about the T-Bob jinx, and I think you're full of shit. I will take it on the Brock Bowers front, though. Because I did pretty much come on here last week and guarantee that he was going to go to New York City. Yep. Uh, thought that he had the best chance on the Bulldogs easily to win a Heisman. And mm. now not only is that not the case, but it's whether or not Georgia can win without him. I mean, UGA's already... you what? Carson Beck with the Heisman. Oh, really? Throwing to who? Carson Beck with the Heisman. Yeah, throwing to who? Because right now, Aaron, when I look, um, UGA's already trying to do the impossible. Winning these three titles in a row never mm -hmm. happens. Now the, it just became that much harder. Like you said, it is Carson Beck's time. Yep. But again, who's he going to throw to? Because when I look at the, he's the stats right now, shut the fuck up and listen. When I look at the stats this? right now, Brock Bowers has literally doubled the production of every other player on the team. 41 catches, 567 yards, mm -hmm. four touchdowns. Rosemary Zach Saints, the closest in the yardage department, he's at 333. Only 18 catches. Lovett's the closest in catches with 31. Jack Saints got two tuds. Lovett's got one. McConkey's back, so that helps, but his per game numbers aren't even close. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Aaron, you're a quarterback that's always yelling at us about the importance of weapons, and yeah. you just lost maybe the most unique weapon mm -hmm. in the entire country. Oh, and you're telling me that Georgia just and and Georgia continues to look pretty shitty against bad yeah. teams. You're telling me that they're just they're just going to roll that this is no big deal like everything else is no big deal with this Georgia team? Yeah, I'm going to say that. Like, yeah, maybe you see a dip in production on offense, but I, I I look at the receivers right now, and you brought up Lad. Like, Lad is one of the best receivers in the conference, and he's back healthy. Like, you're going to have him play a bigger role. I think Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint has played really well. You know, two of the big transfer guys that came in this offseason, Dominic Lovett and Rara Thomas. And I'll, I'll speak to Rara first. Rara was non-existent for the first three or four games of the season. Just wasn't out there because it would took it took him time to learn the playbook. Like I talked to the coaching staff this offseason. You're going from an offense that you ran at Mississippi State that was an air raid to now more of a pro style system. Like it, he just it wasn't catching on fast enough for him. And 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 Dom Lovett's playing a new position as well. So like those guys, all of a sudden, the past two weeks have played really well. Like Rara's making plays over and over, and he's worked his way into the starting lineup. Dom Lovett had his best game of the season last week. So you have two of the best receivers from last season now have confidence in the offense, confidence with their quarterback, confidence from their offensive coordinator, along with one of the best returning receivers in the SEC and Lad McConkey. Yeah, I like the receivers right now. I think those guys have to take their game to another level, right. and I think they're hitting their stride at the right moment. And before I let you kind of give your crazy two take on this, a guy to watch out for. I don't have. I don't up. have a crazy take. My take is you got worse because you lost the best fucking you weapon. You in the did. Country. I'm just saying, like, it, it, <laughs> no, that, into, you're the oh, one out here telling me Brock Bowers doesn't matter. He does you matter. Rah rah, and yeah. and love it. Really good talent. Where's right. the really good numbers? I don't see him. Was Brock Bowers just hoovering up all the touches? Yeah. Nobody else could get in. Why him? wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just throw it to Brock? I mean, we see. We we make fun of like why why would. You know, why does Travis Kelsey lead the Kansas City Chiefs? Because he's the best tight end in America. You'd be an idiot not to try to target him 15 times a game. Like, it's the same thing with Brock. Like, I'm going to go yeah, after and, Brock and if, and if every the Chiefs time. Lose Travis Kelsey is just all good. It's no problem.
No, I mean, you're going to say, oh, no, they don't have the receivers that Georgia does. Okay, we're going to find out. We're going to fucking find let me, out. Let me, give you, let me give you one person to look out for, though. Lawson Lucky, who has been out the entire season. Fre- true freshman was the kid that balled out in the spring game for Georgia fans that watched the game, was was incredible. Looks like the coming of, of Brock Bowers, like the second coming of him. Built like him, same size, uh, not as fast, but pretty darn fast, too. He's been banged up, played last week for the first time all season, I believe. He's going to play a bigger role, so just be on the lookout for number seven. I'm going to need Georgia to lose almost just so you can fucking just stop it with this just unreal like nothing is ever bad they're still good Carson Beck's still gonna win the Heisman if if, if Michael Penix had lost Roma Dunze you'd be talking about how it was a big deal mm. if LSU lost Malik Neighbors you'd be talking about how it was a big deal this mm. only is not a big deal because it's your boy Carson Beck and the dogs and yeah I no agree no no from no, all, from no, all, from all LSU no. fans all LSU fans, just fucking beat Ole Miss, and we won't have any problems, okay? It's all we need y'all to do because we out here trying to fight. LSU Tigers out here trying to find a way back to Atlanta this year, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I Look, I, I think this is a massive deal. Um, Aaron, for the most part on the show, normally talks about how, how like important it is to a quarterback to have elite weapons. You lose a true New York Heisman elite weapon for the rest of the regular season. If he comes back, it, maybe he comes back in the postseason. Maybe he's healthy. I don't know. They don't uh, want a like national. You, you want me to say it? Like I'll tell you, if he doesn't come back this season, they won't win a national championship. Are you happy? Like, is that what you want to get out of me? Because that's that, that's, is, like, that, that is exactly what I want that to is the out. case. And Thank I will you. say this: if they don't have Brock versus LSU, which I and I will continue to say this week in week out until it's mathematically not possible, LSU is still my favorite team to make it to Atlanta to face Georgia. If they don't have Brock in that game, LSU is going to be the SEC champs. Oh wow! Okay, okay. There we go. Dude. That's what I'm talking about. There, yeah. That, yeah, that, that tickle you? That, that's all. Look, that's all I want. Jonathan Bernstein, uh, UJ, next man up. Let's go. Okay, next man up. Yeah, I mean, it's the attitude, but you know, unless it's whoever the fuck Aaron just tried to talk about from spring ball, <laughs> it ain't Brock Bowers. You know just what I'm saying? Like, give me that loss and lucky. Give me that loss and lucky. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, this is very funny based on the me and Drake post that you made last week. It looks like we indeed uh, mm-hmm. did end up jinxing the dogs. I apologize. Nobody ever wants to see anybody get hurt. No. Um, let's, let's dive into Colorado on Friday, Aaron. Uh, so, like I said, Friday, I ended up at a concert, uh, which is interesting. I never go to concerts. Very good time, though. Um, but when I last saw Colorado was winning 29 to nothing. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm going around the concert telling everybody fucking prime Colorado one. I hit my over four and a half wins bed. I'm just talking <laughs> shit. And then I wake up Saturday morning and I am just mind blown by what I witnessed. And then I go back and I watch it. And, uh, a few things first, I do want to credit. Um, oh my god, well, I'm like I manner, right? Uh the, the receiver from oh, Stanford and oh, Troy Taylor's I was in Troy Taylor's team because I mean I've never seen a receiver take over a game mm-hmm. in the manner that which he did. End up going for three hundo, three tuds through the air, mm. including that catch in overtime, where not only does he catch it around Travis Hunter, one of the best cover mm. quarters of the country, who was clearly exhausted at the time. Dead. He catches around him and then he runs him five yards into the end zone. Mm-hmm. At any point, if Hunter could have like 
pushed his chest and thrown back his head, it would have been a fumble or it would have been incomplete. But he was so dog tired and A.R. Manor was so in his fucking zone that he just straight up carried this dude into the end zone along with the ball. And credit Stanford, but to me, Aaron, this is the first time mm. in which this was a bad coaching job by Coach Prime. And and it's and look, there's there's a more ephemeral like it was bad in the sense that Colorado's up 29 nothing and they just kind of went to sleep. Like they thought mm -hmm. they had the game one and they just kind of checked out. Like that's bad coaching. But bro, he's got to stop taking the ball first and over. He's got to stop taking the ball first and over time. It, it, like why would you why would you game. do that? Why, it, it makes it, no sense. You was he doubling down the opponent? I think was he, he was doubling down. He was doubling down. Like I, I didn't make a mistake that first game by doing that. I think that that rumor, was it. Rumor on the street is that there's some analytical breakdown out there about how like the first team uh, that fifty percent. Yeah, but it's it's statistically insignificant. It's yeah. it's not actually like an indicator. Why would you of, not want to know what you need to accomplish in order to win the football game? Like why do that? yourself no idea I, no no just, no idea it is it is beyond silly like enough's enough like there were major coaching coaching issues there in the second half um and and one of them was was yeah like travis hunter was dead ass tired it first came back from a major injury somewhat of a major injury any injury is pretty big and he's playing the entire game and you saw him physically exhausted and that just shows yeah. you like like how much they rely on him because they knew that hey like even a tired Travis Hunter, who who is is nowhere near as as good as we've seen saw at the beginning of the season, can't even cover this guy, and we don't have faith in what's behind him either. Obviously, from what we've seen from some of the backups at Colorado, so and you feel bad for him for even having to be put into that situation uh, throughout the game. Uh, and then you know Shadur Sanders at the end of the game too in overtime, like you can't just throw a ball up like that in a situation where it's still tied up and you have an opportunity to make a field goal. And then well, all and of a sudden, me, that's a that's an exhausted Travis Hunter there because it's kind of funny. Like, if you're gonna throw a jump ball, he's probably the best player in the country to throw one too because it's a bad throw yeah. like that. You would hope that Hunter could come back and break it Knock up it like down, he was on defense. But if you watch him, throw he is ball. so no, no, no. It's an awful throw. It's an awful throw. But I'm just saying it's it's a testament to how tired Hunter was. Yep. He could not even get up the energy to stop his momentum, come back and try to fight for that ball. Uh, in the chat too, they bring up the 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 penalties in the game. Seventeen for one twenty-seven. Well, and that's coaching as well. One, penalties are yeah. direct reflection of coaching. There, there have been for for how exciting Colorado's been and how good of a coach I do think Dion is. He's he's still a young coach, man. Like exactly. it's not like there's going to be. I've seen plenty of coaches that have have multiple more years of doing it on Dion that make mistakes. And hopefully he just learns from like, I think the, the, the worst thing is, is still the, the, the overtime, like to, to yeah. look at yourself and not admit, like I made a mistake the first go around and not to correct it. This, the second opportunity. Um, I, I just think that's a, it, it's, it's, it's a pride thing. At the end, it's a pride thing. And I don't know if it's, it's, yeah. it's ultimate pride in your son and who he is as a quarterback that like, you, you don't care. Cause we're going to score anytime my son has a football in overtime He's got balls of steel and he's going to score a touchdown. Like, no, like you have to be a head coach in that situation. Put away your, your, your pride in your son and just say, I'm going to put my team in the best situation to win a football game. And that's taking the ball second in an overtime situation. Yeah, I think I think Bud Elliott nailed it. I saw a, a clip on Twitter of him talking about it. And he was just talking about the information edge that yeah. you give up 
when you take the ball first is just insane. Mm. Uh, and you, and you all understand that if you're listening yeah. to this podcast, but it's even, but, but even to me, it's down to exactly what happened in the Colorado state game where like they should have gone for two Colorado state should have, you had the initiative, you have the chance to end the game. Like you open that up for the opponent. Whereas if you're mm. Colorado and you get it second, well, guess what? You can go take, like if you're really so confident, cause that's what he said, right? He's yeah. confident should during the office. If you're so confident, let him go second and then fuck go for two. Yeah, like like you. score and then go to end the game. So I I think I, I think he will. I, I think if he gets another OT, I have to imagine he will change. But you know, maybe not. The other thing I do want to say about this game is, I do believe this is almost unlike any college football game I've ever seen in my life before. Yeah, where I've seen giant comebacks, but I don't know that I've ever felt like I've seen it look that easy for one team early mm-hmm. on, and then flip in such an extreme manner. I mean, just a complete inverse where Colorado was just sleepwalking Mm -hmm. to the win. And the next thing you know, they could not get shit going and then they couldn't stop Stanford. It was, it was unlike anything I've ever seen before. Was it true? Was, was, was Shadur tweeting at halftime, like selling his like social media team was, yeah. I mean, not him, bro. He didn't think Shadur Sanders handling his merch shop. He ain't handling his merch shop. Bro. I mean, he may have just been on his phone and pressed, you know what, peeling myself a little bit. Let me just post it. I don't know. Potentially. I, you know, I can't, I, I can't speak to, I've, I haven't done the forensic analysis of who was on Shadur's phone at the time. That feels fucking wild to me. I mean, I, I, I know Dion um, obviously allows unparalleled access and allows a lot and uh, leans into a lot of things that traditional coaches are like, mm. but like, I can't fathom. That How are you feeling about that four and a half? You, you, you think you think people are on their cell phones at halftime in the locker room? Yeah. You think Dion? You think Dion lets that fly? Yes. I think most no. guys. Yes. I was on my cell phone at halftime. What the fuck? What kind of ship were y'all running over there? If you'd have been on your cell phone, we're winning. If you'd have been on your cell phone, that is okay, hanging out with after the mind. game. Never mind. Maybe this is like old man me because I never saw a single motherfucker on his cell phone at halftime at LSU. That'd be you getting mm, that'd been bad trouble. I mean, the girl in the front row might have been texting, you know, saw in my DMs. I'd uh, you know make sure I message her back in time. Mark says T Bob looks like somebody that's undecided about joining an Amish community or going into porn of that beard and stash. Relax, Mark. I can't get my fucking stash to connect. I hey, never have it. How do you feel about the four and a half? Are they, are they gonna get it? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I'm not I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. I'm a little bummed because the eight wins is now completely out the window. Yeah, but uh, but I, but you know, whatever. Um, so it's 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 a massive. Hmm. It's a it's 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 a massive loss in that it's the first loss in which it's we a game to where Dion. we felt they should have won. Well, and where we looked at Dion, but where we should have won, right? Or yeah. where we think they should have won, like yeah. Arizona State. You lose that, okay? You know, that's a way more established program. I don't think they're any good this year, but like. Granted, that's not crazy. Stanford seemed to be in complete shambles mm-hmm. this season, and Colorado was not. And you're at home, yeah, which is you know obviously Arizona State's on the road, so just brutal all the way around. Um, it's that time of the show. We do it almost every day. Could the Texas A&M Aggies, or should? They move on from Jimbo Fisher. And again, I know we've had this conversation a million times, but it looks like the Aggies are once again just kind of fumbling into a seven and five year. And 
Well, I have some new information. And a lot of this comes from my boy, Emil McClellan, who is uh, his, one of his side hobbies is just amassing shitty information about A&M. Here's a tweet from Greg Tepper. Aaron, do you want to hear Texas A&M's last 24 second half drives? So this is after having the big lead on Alabama. Um, did they have a lead at halftime against Tennessee? I can't remember. Mm, they yep, they're up 10-7. Okay. So taking leads into the second half of both games, here's what that Bobby Petrino offense did over the last 24 drives. Punt, fumble, punt, touchdown, pick, field goal, fumble, punt, punt, missed field goal, fumble, interception, mm. punt, punt, missed field goal, safety, field goal, punt, 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 field goal, missed field goal, interception, interception. What in the actual fuck? Touchdown was fourth in that list. That's 20 consecutive drives in the second half without scoring a touchdown, mm. much less the multitude of turnovers, the multiple missed field goals. That's exhibit A on why Jimbo has to go. Exhibit B, on the road, in his career at AM, Jimbo Fisher is 7-15. and 15. Ooh. Seven and fifteen, and that includes going four and one in twenty twenty. Seven and fifteen. How the fuck are you going to pay someone a hundred million dollars to be seven and fifteen? In the not even five. Not even and not even get a, and not get a ten win season in six years at not Texas even A&M. Snipping five hundred. Okay, so that's Exhibit B, and then we got yeah. Exhibit C. Now this comes from uh one of the main longhorn news people kyle umlong he's a good follow on twitter actually uh it's just all texas stuff he's awesome uh but he loves to make fun of a&m like texas fans do since joining the sec texas a&m has spent 895 million dollars on stadium and facility upgrades and mm. guaranteed head coaching salaries mm. over that time so since 2012 uh, let's look at their win percentages. When they were in the Big 12, they had a win percentage of 52.7. Well, now in the SEC, after all that $900 million, it's a win percentage of 53.7. So mm. you literally got 1% better. And guess what? If you end up firing Jimbo and staff and hiring a new staff, that's going to be about a hundred million extra dollars. Mm -hmm. You're closing in on a billion in a mm. decade to go barely over 500. I mean, really unbelievable stuff. But as you can see, it is painfully clear. Jimbo, we told you early on, we told you very early on this season, but Jimbo's never going to be the answer there. Mm -mm. And I think you brought a good point right there. Cause someone in the chat said, who, who are you going to hire? Well, of course, if, if you do get rid of Jimbo, you're going to get someone who you view as one of the best coaches in America if 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 you can get them, which I think AM is a a a luxury job. Like I think a lot of coaches would view, hey, I get to go to the state of Texas with those resources and a roster that is loaded right now. Yeah. I had a couple of tweaks and this team is ready to 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 compete for a championship next year. Like everything is Mike ready. Elko that team. Coach. Get Mike yeah. Elko that team and see what and happens. My goodness, this team is ready to go right now with the right staff, but you're gonna have to buy do the the buyout. And the staff, and then that next coach you bring in is probably going to be fetching what ten million dollars, nine to ten million dollars. So it's not just the seventy million dollars you're paying Jimbo; it's everything oh, yeah. that's going to cost after that that goes into the equation. So you're talking more like T. Bob said, eighty, eighty-five, ninety million dollars if you decide to move off after Jimbo after. Well, this and year then you got to add in assistant salaries, both yeah. hiring and firing. 
I mean, you, you're, you're, you're closing in on a billion bucks. You're closing in on a billion dollars spent in a decade mm -hmm. to be 500 in football. I mean, I kind of love it because it just proves the, the bad house shit, crazy insanity that are Texas A&M fans and they're just mm. uber wealthy boosters. But, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I described this as being stuck in purgatory because I didn't think they would make a move, but I don't know. It just seems like every time you think Texas A&M can't go lower, can't get more disappointing. They find ways to seven do so. Five. It looks like seven, five this year. It's 75. I know. I know. So I still think a lot has to do with how Texas also finishes off this season. If Texas wins the big 12 and is in the playoffs, I think that, once again, adds a lot of you know fuel to the fire of, of the discussion of are we willing to to, to to part with that money? And also, you know, what coach are you going to bring in? I mean, you know, would would Elko come back? I would think so. Like, do you do as Elko proved enough at Duke for us to? I mean, to bring bro, I'd back? hire fucking Jamie Chadwell. Like, I'd hire almost anyone. Like, what do you mean? Don't who else are you going to bring in? Is such a flawed, dumbass argument. Is that you're not firing Jim better? About saying who's love. who's. It, this isn't a matter of is a coach better. It's a matter of is it worth the money? Like, are we going to see that much of a drastic change where it's worth the ninety million dollars that's going to take to overhaul a, an entire coaching uh, coaching staff? That's the question. Are there coaches out there that are better than Jimbo? Yes. Is it worth ninety million dollars better? Like, is it that much? Like, is, are we going to bring in a guy that can win a like we feel like could win a championship in the next two or three years better for us to shell out ninety million dollars? That's the question you have to live with. Well, but I don't know if it is though because I kind of feel like A and M fans are just done with Jimbo. But but I but I mean I get what you're saying. But again, yeah, I kind of feel like any of the guys we just named would be better. But Jimbo hasn't exactly set a high bar. Yeah. He's significantly worse than Kevin Sumlin was. And you were and you, you were very done with Kevin Sumlin. You have to get it to me. You have to, you have to know deep down inside you're getting a coach that is 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 qualified to win a championship. No, like is Urban in the conversation? A and A and M does not. A and M does not need a word. A and M A and M's been trying to go down that. There there is no championship coach that you're going to get. Full stop. There's just not. You're going to have to take a shot then on I don't someone. Know if I'm, then I don't know if I'm going to take a shot on someone for guy. $90 million. I'm not taking a shot on someone for $90 million. I have to know that I'm getting an elite coach that I, I have faith in can win a championship in the next three years. You can't know. That's an impossible ass. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to be a little frozen bitch boy. It, d d but I'm not taking a chance on Elko. I'm not taking a chance on Elko. I'm not taking a chance on. I'm not taking a night because it's a 90 million chance on an unproven coach then. Are you willing to take a $90 million chance on Elko? I mean, he's ACC coach of the year. So is Jimbo Fisher. He just hired him. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I'm how not. bad do you want to win? What are you, AM, you little broke boys? <laughs> or are, are you really, do you, I mean, you really got it like that? Cause you keep telling us you got it like that. But what? Now, now you can't fire him for a coach's text. You know, I, look, I, I get what you're saying. But Aaron, if that, is, but my point is, if that is your logic, you're never going to find anyone. Then you're not. You're never. Then, yeah, you're stuck with like that goes like the money is too much to get rid of him. Okay. For someone that you don't know is going to be significantly better. Like if I bring in a guy in in two years, he's eight wins, nine wins. That's still not good enough to justify the money that you spent. I have to know uh, I'm bringing in a guy that can win a championship. Uh, again, that's so that doesn't exist though. That was Jimbo. That was Jimbo. Yeah, it was. They gave him. They gave him the trophy with 
Nat, they gave him a national championship trophy that just wasn't dated yet. So like you're, you're basically saying, I want to do the exact same logic that I just did on this last hire. It's still the safest route. It's still the safest route. It, it, it didn't hit. Obviously it's still the safest route. For that when kind was of A&M actually good under Jimbo when Elko was there? Yeah. He's winning at Duke. I know. I'm still and, not and, 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 and doing it in a non-fluky way. I, I, mm, mm. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Superchargers, headlights, and more eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans. Black on black on black. You know, we just had the second kid, so we need a little bit something bigger to yeah. get the kids and the dogs around T-Bob, so you got to sell me a little bit more. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, they're incredible. I mean, the the, the amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind. You've never experienced anything like it. Plus, you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot, okay? Like, you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's, like, ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways, and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle. And that's where eBay Motors comes into play. Yeah, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Team, I'm here from Snaps, your favorite daily college football show. Uh, look, man, I love football season. It's my favorite time of the year. It is a very busy time, okay? Running around 24-7. I got a bunch of kids now, games on. You got to be studied up, ready for. And look, I'm trying. I don't want to get, I'm trying. I'm on camera. I want to look good, man. I want to feel confident when I'm going around, okay? And that is where factor meals comes into play okay factor america's number one ready to eat meal kit we're talking chef prepared dietitian approved ready to eat meals that get delivered straight to my door so it's like not only do i save time i eat well and um it's funny the script says stay on track with your healthy lifestyle but i'm really trying to do that y'all you know I've, I've, been, I've been doing things like intermittent fasting you know counting macros and that's not to say that this is for you whatever what it is to say is that if any of that sounds interesting, or if you just want to feel better in general, eat a little healthier, Factor makes it so incredibly easy. And, and for how many of us has that kind of barrier of entry been the problem, right? Either maybe it's maybe it's monetarily, maybe it is just simply a time thing, maybe it's a skill thing. I don't, I don't know how to how to make all this stuff. Well, guess what? Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. Two minutes, y'all. All you do. All you do is heat and enjoy, and then you get back to crushing your goals. And look, you get to choose from 34 over 34 weekly flavor packed dietitian approved meals. It's just incredible, man. And then things like Gourmet Plus, right? Where everything just gets taken to the next level. You get upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. So let's look whether you're counting calories, just general healthy, just pure time. Let's all be better this fall. Let's accomplish our goals, become who we want to be, and let factor be a small part of making that happen, okay? So this September, I'm challenging you to enjoy eating well without any of the hassle. Just simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed deliciousness. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head over to factormeals.com slash snaps50 and use the code snaps50 to get 50% off. That's snaps50 at factormeals.com slash snaps50 to get 50% off your first order. You're welcome. Trust me. Shout out, Factor. Very excited. Thank you for helping me accomplish my goals this football season. Uh, Alien uh, Alan Cruz says a Texas A&M is historically an eight and four team, so I understand the uproar. The uproar is the money, the the nine hundred million spent. Yeah, trying to get good. Um, all right. Uh, I just want to touch on UNC real quick. We don't we don't need to stay long here, Aaron. Um, but UNC absolutely just handles Miami this mm -hmm. weekend. The the forty one thirty one score was not indicative of the game. Miami got a nope. cheap score late to make it seem a little closer. Uh, it's actually wild how much better the Tar Heels look with Tez Walker. Yep. Thank God the NCAA finally got their shit together and allowed Tez Walker to play football again. Um, Drake May looks like he's coming into his final form, the form we thought we'd see him coming in. Uh, how about this? How about this? Four touchdowns, four picks the first three games for May. 
eight touchdowns, zero picks the last three. Again, if this was Carson Beck, you'd be celebrating. I get it. It's not, so you're not. Um, and shout out Tez Walker, six catches, 132, three touchdowns, <clears throat> took over the game in the second yep. half. Um, I don't know exactly how much of a contender on the national stage I believe UNC to be now that they have that true number one receiver. What I do know is that I think they are very real in the ACC. And um, I think I think it's going to be UNC and Florida State in that ACC championship. All right. I, I, I want to focus more first on, on the defense for North Carolina because that to me has been the most impressive thing. Like this defense yeah. is is – is is like night and day from where they were a year ago. I mean, you're you're number six in the ACC when points given up per game at 21 points right now. Like this defense was was the reason why they couldn't win games last season. Like they were just couldn't get off the field. They couldn't stop anyone. Now all of a sudden you're seeing guys play extremely well on all three levels. Like that's the reason why they're winning. Because I honestly, if I, I'm watching Drake this entire season, Drake has been good. Yeah, but we set the bar as you are a potential top two pick in the NFL draft. He has not played to that level. I'm not saying he's played That's bad. He's, I'm not saying he's played bad, but the bar is top two pick in the NFL draft. He has not looked like a top two pick in the NFL draft. He's looked really good, and in the past two weeks have probably been his best week. And I don't even think that he was anything special versus Miami. I think he was efficient. No, he's right. Numbers are good. He didn't turn the ball over. That's great. But to me, that's the positive. I have a defense that is playing really well for North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I have now uh, an elite receiver that's back that looks like you know now week two with Drake May is taking that step when it comes to the chemistry. And I have a quarterback that is still talent-wise a top five pick in the NFL draft that hasn't played like that consistently this year. Like if Drake does turn that switch on and looks like the quarterback that he looked like last season, which it's we we all know it's there, then yeah, this team can contend. They can contend with Florida State. Why couldn't they? No, they with, no, with Florida State, I'm saying, like, do you think they're a threat in the playoff? Because they're a threat to make the playoff. Well, like, if, if you, if the you playoff, win the ACC, you're good enough. yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anytime well, you always, have, but yeah. if you have a quarterback like that, you're always a threat to win a, a, a single game situation. Because if that quarterback plays like they, a top five NFL draft pick, with an improved defense, with elite playmakers on the outside, they can beat anyone in a one-game situation. Man, what a good coach Mac Brown is as well. I mean, look at him, dude. Goes to North Carolina. Nobody's really expecting much. And he's been putting in pretty good work for years, but now it looks like it's all coming together mm -hmm. for one of those special outlier years. And the best part about Brown is I really believe him. Because remember, he did the TV thing for a while. He's made all his money. Like, I actually believe him when he says that he just does this because he loves helping, working with, coaching, and kind of shaping, uh, you know, a generation of young men. Like, I, I, I really think Mac Brown is just in this because he loves the game, and he loves working with young men, and he loves teaching him, and it's awesome to see him have so much success uh, because of that. Um, watch out now, though. You, you, you saying Drake ain't playing like that number one pick. Just watch out now. Watch out now. Drake May, uh, what, is, what do NFL scouts love when it comes to quarterback? Giant Wins. white guys. And he is the giantest of all white guys, Aaron. Yes. And, and he's athletic. You, what, and yeah, he's exactly. Athletic. And he can run around. Once again, I'm not, Drake is playing good football. It's just the bar has been set high, and I think he can still get there this season. He has six games left. 
Drake is more than capable of going on a run. I mean, you look at his stats this year. I mean, they're they're, they're still good. 1,900 yards, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, he's playing good. He's not playing. He's not playing Heisman like right now. And I think that's what we were expecting no. this season. Yeah, but, but that's but like you said, that's great for North Carolina that they're doing so well, and he's not because yeah. he is refining his form. Make no mistake. Yeah. Oh yeah, the last three games have been significantly better mm-hmm. than the first three. Uh, Chris Cobb in the chat says Dan Campbell is the best tight end at Texas A&M and him and Terry Glenn are Aggie legends. Definitely can bring him home to Aggie land. Plus Dan loves his school. Absolutely. Dan Campbell is becoming a Detroit living legend. Mm -hmm. The Detroit lions are five and one right now. The NFL is infinitely more desirable to coach in than is college. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have actual contracts, right? You don't have to. I mean, whatever. We all know the NFL is way but Like, if Dan Campbell left Detroit to go to Texas A&M, that would be the most concrete indicator of the full depths of the Texas A&M cult that I could possibly imagine. Because it's a decision that defies all logic, like drinking Kool Aid to kill yourself with your boys, right? Like you it, have to pay it, him it just fifteen million no dollars. Sense. You have to pay him a lot of money. A lot of money. You know, there's not enough money. There's not enough money. He would true. not do I it. Agree. There, I agree. He would not do it. Yeah. Fuck that. Maybe after I get fired, I'll go back there, right? If it goes wrong in Detroit eventually. But like I ain't leaving the cushy NFL where I'm beloved mm. in the city. Uh if 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 if, if I don't have to. Um, so shout out UNC though. I think I think UNC and FSU clearly the yeah. ACC class. All right. Well, that brings us then. To this week's snaps top 10. And let's give it up for our boys. Not only does Michael Penix Jr. rocket to the top of the Heisman conversation after just an unreal performance in the Pacific Northwest on Sunday, uh, excuse me, Saturday, but the Washington Huskies, your snaps top 10, number one. No, 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 no. How about it? Let's go. No, 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 and no. What do you mean? We can't take Oklahoma out of number one. I who had a better win on a neutral site. No. I don't think Texas is as good as either of those teams. Texas can fuck off. No. You're you're obsessed we with Texas. Texas. I don't think they're as good. We had Texas as number one on our on our list for two weeks. So no, yeah, we're not putting Washington. We're Alabama's not putting Washington. Not we're, not that impressive. We're not putting Washington year. at one. We're not th- we're not taking Oklahoma. After winning a football game against our number one team on our ratings, out of the spot because they had a buy this week on a neutral site, Washington was at home. So no, you can put Washington at two if you want, but Oklahoma stays at one. Washington has had a more impressive six games than Oklahoma's has. True or false? Washington's Oklahoma has the better body they played. Oklahoma's the better win. Oklahoma's the better win. And I mean, that's a very opinionated thing. The only reason why I may be inclined to agree with that sentence is because the home and neutral side factor. But even then, better win. But I said six games. Washington has handled their opponents much better than Oklahoma has over those six games. Mm -mm. Ain't got no 27 battle with Cincinnati. I gave in to you last week by moving Oklahoma to one. I'm not going to take them out of the spot. You put Washington at two if you want. This is crazy. This is crazy. We had Washington at one earlier this year, didn't we? No, we've never had Washington at one. We've never had Washington in our top five. Not once. Not one damn time. No, we had him in the top five for sure. You tripped. No, we didn't. Yeah, nope. you tripped. Nope. 
The, the, All right, so Washington one, Oklahoma two, no, three, no, Georgia no, four. Fuck off. <laughs> Oklahoma one. You can put Washington two if you want. Oklahoma Who wins one. today if Oklahoma and Washington play? You can't do that because I, I – no, no, no. You can't play Mighty that interesting. game. Mighty you Mighty can't interesting. play that game. You are the most anti that game of anyone out there, so don't you start oh, playing yeah. that crap with I me. I did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, 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 no. Time out, time out. That's not, that's not true necessarily because the problem is you ask that question and you assume I think Georgia's going to win, but I don't. Like, I don't who think Georgia's going to win. Michigan? I still think Michigan's the best team in the country right now, but yeah, who wins versus yeah. Michigan and Washington yeah, no. or Oklahoma? Yeah. No, yeah. So then let's true. put Michigan that's at one. True. That's true. No, I, I don't want to do that because they, they just, I mean, again, they're awesome. Michigan now the first team, I want to say, in the AP era. So it's 30s on. Uh, first team ever to in their first seven games score at least 30 and allow 10 or less. Dude, so, like, I heard the crazy Alabama teams, like, yeah. none of that. I, I don't even think anybody's had a goal to go situation. That's what yet I was gonna say. They, they've, they've not had a first and goal situation go against them yet this season. What the fuck? That's great. Okay. 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 So, Oklahoma one, nothing, Washington nothing two, I can do to interest Michigan you in Washington three, at one. Michigan nothing. three, Georgia four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can agree with that. Okay. I can agree with that. And then I think we got to go FSU at five. Yes. Okay. Ohio and State then, six, Penn State seven. I mean, God, talk about fucking boring. Why is the Big Ten so boring? At least one kind of will be outside me. the top ten. This it week. should like it should it should be better. B yeah. Big Ten, you need to be better. Like it just kind of meh. Thank God I, I want to put Washington to coming into the Big Ten next year. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. That's going to be tight. <laughs> I mean, two, two very good teams. Um, I would like to jump North Carolina above any other one loss team. <laughs> if it's them and FSU for the ACC, it's everything we just talked about. They have a, like you said, Aaron, they're a contender. They have a, you know, potential top two quarterback, a defense that's playing pretty salty. They now have a number one receiver. I mean, yeah, but Oregon and Texas both have losses to our top two teams in the country. I just it, it's it's hard for me to forget. And, and both of them were last possession, last plays of the game situations. So you want to go Oregon and Texas, and then have UNC round out the top ten? Yes. And let me guess, you want to put Texas ahead of Oregon? No, no, I had Oregon eight, Texas nine. Oh, really? Why is mm -hmm. that? I'm just curious. I mean, I know you're a little long. Because I was boy. more impressed with, with Oregon going on the road and, in my mind, should have won that football game on the road in a hostile environment. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You're the same human being that went and uttered that. I still think Oregon's a better football team, I do even though Washington is now beating them two years in a row in Eugene and uh, in Washington. But sure, but sure, yeah. fuck it. I mean, because why does the football matter? Or, like, who wins it matters? Or why does the fact that Washington also had man? Why does what is what is it also you know the fact that Washington had like a a goal line fourth down play go awry and not score? Ah, it doesn't matter. Oregon's better, right? That's how it works. Oregon's better. That works. Bo Nix is just the better quarterback, even though no, I didn't say that. Third down, I don't say that. No, Bo is not the better quarterback. No, that never came out of my mouth. Okay, I'm just making sure. Just making sure. Andy J with a five dollars super chat. Missed the show. Happy you guys are killing it. Give me some hopes for this weekend against Alabama. Go Big Orange. Andy, look, big weekend for your Vols getting the dub against um against AM. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a hater. And I thought 
that A&M's defense was going to shut y'all down, and I didn't think that Joe Milton would be able to do enough. Joe and, Milton didn't uh, do enough. It was nothing well, to do with Joe. In that no, game. well, so 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 I was going to say to do with Joe. Getting, so that's what I was getting at. Is like almost none of that was wrong, except I once again underestimated just how shitty the Texas A&M Aggies could be offensively. Uh, yeah, one what I mean, Max Johnson. I, I still think he's a good quarterback. Got obliterated almost every single time he dropped back. First off, the center sucked. Can you can you can you do a clinic on how to snap a football? Because Mac Johnson's Wait. back is going to break from having to catch fifty percent of the snaps at his feet. Well, how about when the guard it's fourth down and the guard steps on Max Johnson's <laughs> foot and they don't even, not even uh, have the, the offensive ball. line for A and M? How can you be that? Bad? Wait, okay, so. So here's here's their Tennessee's ability to rush it too was surprising to me. To two thirty two would have never. Well, no, I mean that's that. but but that's the thing. We yeah. knew that that's what Tennessee was. That's who they've been all year. I but mean, it's just like we thought that the A and M front seven would be dominant enough to shut that down, and we were very wrong. Um, here are the Texas A and M O line pass blocking grades from oh. the Tennessee game. Uh, right guard Layton Robinson led the way with a fifty nine point eight. Uh, left guard Cam Dewberry, 58.2. The left tackle was at 45. The left guard, 42. Mm. The right tackle graded out at a 23. God. The center graded out at a 16%. Uh. And then I don't know how many plays Demetrius Crown overplayed, but he got a zero. <laughs> a zero. I've never heard of that. <gasps> I mean, if you play multiple plays, you, you normally just luck into a plus. You can't, I mean, you can't just like maybe help on a guy, then push a guy past the quarterback, a literal zero. So, mm. yeah, Texas A&M, shout out to Andy J for the big win and kneeling. Uh, I can tell Bama this week, I mean, there's always a chance. It's going to be. Alabama ain't going to blow anyone away. Alabama ain't going to blow anyone away. Arkansas almost just went to Tuscaloosa and won. Like Alabama, yeah, what happened at the end of that away? game? I turned it off when it was like twenty-four to six or whatever. What happened at the end of that game? How Alabama, Alabama's a big play team. It's either it's either big play or they ain't going to move the football. The offense line ain't good. So, hmm. like, why can't Tennessee, who has been really good defensively on the defensive yeah. line, hold up against Alabama? If Arkansas can't, I think Tennessee. Any game versus Alabama this year, if you're a decent football team, you can make it interesting. There's always a chance because they ain't going to run away with it. Alabama is a team that's going to score in the twenties. Joe Milton's a problem. Um, it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be the ex- complete opposite of what it was last year. What was it 55, 54, whatever? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It, to that, me, this this game could be like awful 20, depth charge of a kick. Twenty to, to fourteen. Twenty to fourteen. Uh, can Tennessee run the ball? You know, it's exact, actually the exact same the recipe same as against this A&M team. Like, if, if you yep. can't, like, you overcame the A&M front seven, Dallas Turner and Bama's front seven's a little bit better. Uh, if you can't overcome that, you're, you know, and you put in Joe Milton's hands, well, yeah, Joe Milton's not Mm-mm. going to be able to win you the game. But, but Mm-mm. shout out Tennessee. Now has one of the longest home winning streaks in the entire country, I want to say. And again, this is my point with Tennessee. If I'm a Tennessee fan, and maybe you're like, I don't know if Tennessee fans agree with this. I don't need Tennessee necessarily to win the East or anything this year. Like, this is a year in which you don't have a great quarterback. If you're telling me that I've now reached after 15 years of just shit football, that I've reached a point where I cannot have a quarterback and we're going to go like nine and three, maybe 10 and three with a bowl game, be the second best team in the East, like, okay. 
Like that's yeah. still a massive fucking win for Josh Heupel and company. I don't know if they're going to do that because Mizzou may be the second best team in the East. We mm-hmm. will see. But, um, but I, I thought, I thought Saturday was a really big win for the Vols kind of proving that no, 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 that what we're not one year wonders. We're not going to immediately take a step back and we will be a consistent upper class team uh, yeah. now in, in the I think modern they get to eight state. wins this year. I think if Tennessee gets to eight wins this year that I would view that as a good season. Like, I don't I think that's feel like, like they need nine and three, dude. I kind of feel like they need nine and three, eight and four is a bit too pedestrian. You know, you put a hundred thousand in Knoxville. You got the great, you got to be Missouri. Then. You, you got to be NIL. Missouri. No, I know that's Missouri. what it's going to be. Like, Who would have known that I was going to be so fucking hyped for the Tennessee Mizzou game. But here I am I'm fired up, dude. Fired up. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Good show. Good times. Chris Cobb says these guys rock. They'll give him a studio instead of where they're at. Hey, look, you know. Hey. hey. Hey, 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 smash the like, people. Smash the like. Uh, Trying to get the 7K soon. Come on. Help the boys out. In all seriousness, uh, okay, final top 10. Here it is. Number 10, UNC. Nine, Texas. Eight, Oregon. Seven, Penn State. Six, Ohio State. Five, FSU. Four, UGA. Three, Michigan. Two, Oklahoma. And I'm just going to two. To Washington and number nice. one, Oklahoma. Oh, this guy. Uh, so Boomer Sooner still on top. Uh, I agree, Nick. We love being here live and we're here every day. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps, noon central, one Eastern. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, rate and review the pod. Please, please, please go to the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. That's how it, you know, that's, that's how you could really Help us out and just uh, a massive thank you to Pat Gunther, Ryan Brumley, Yang Cardenas, Chris Chan, Chris and Hunter, and Adam Gracia, and a massive congratulations to our guy Ryan Brumley having a baby boy mm-hmm. over the weekend. Uh, just objectively great stuff. We're very happy for Brum, um, and uh, yeah, it's a cute baby too, dude. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it's a cute baby. I didn't. I don't know. Brum's kind of ugly, so I didn't think he was going to have a cute baby. But uh, I don't know. I've never met his wife. She must be good looking. Um, All right. Alan Alan Cruz says, Aaron, please go with Tennessee this weekend. Uh, Dobby says, nice haircut, Murray. T-Bob could use one. Hey, Dobby, Mm -hmm. if you want to fuck him, just drive over to his house, okay? You don't Mm -hmm. need to do it here. (laughs) I'm just kidding, Dobby. Uh, Y'all have a great day. Uh, We love you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow. Christmas New Snap. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese 
Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.